tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. This episode is supported by the wonderful creators of Gratitude Plus app, the app that helps you cultivate a daily practice of gratitude. What are you grateful for today? You can download the app now at the App Store or by visiting gratitudeplusapp.com forward slash style of business. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks for tuning in for another hot episode of SOB Style of Business, the podcast. This is your host, Keetra. And today I have the magnificent, the wonderful, the terrific, the fantastic, the um, supreme, the, the I, I'm, I, hey, I'm pulling everything out of the bag. What else can I say about Richard Dean? Um, I said terrific, fantastic, the infamous. <laughs> hey, I, I told you, we go, we, we are going to be absolute foolishness, uh, going for absolute foolishness on the show today. Um, just because it is the 101, episode 101. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, we'll be well into the new season, January 2020. Definitely looking forward and um, excited about that. But but I'm excited today because I'm talking to one of my good friends, collaborators, um, and just a long-time inspiration, Richard Dean Barty, who's the founder of and editor of Grunge Cake, which is a cultural entertainment lifestyle arts publication. She's also a content creator and, like I said earlier, just a, a wonderful person and visionary when it comes to entertainment and, and just, um, you know, music and, and a lot of the uh, creative arts, so to speak. So based on the East Coast, uh, I know you guys are freezing right about now and I am not. <laughs> so so I'm going to be a little bit messy in that regard. But other than that, Rich, hey, uh, drop us a quick intro. Let us know who you are for those who are listening who are not familiar. And then we, 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 hey, I warned you ahead of time. I warned you ahead of time about, about coming back on here. So get ready. You sure did. Well, first and foremost, it's a pleasure to be on here. I am Richard Dean Barty, as he said. Um, I had a dream come true with my company, Grunge Cake, and it has been a roller coaster. Uh, but I am blessed. I've seen so many like wonderful parts of the world because of it. I've been invited into some of the most like glamorous rooms and places and spaces and that's all I can really say. Yeah, and not so glamorous. I know a couple of stories. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll say those for, for for outside of the podcast to look back and laugh <laughs> and reflect on. But um Oh my gosh, let me get it together, man, because I, I, I knew ahead of time that I definitely wanted to have you to uh, to come in and solidify going into like a whole new era. I mean, making it to 100 an episode, 100 episodes was definitely a feat. And then um, just for like 101, I was like, man, I got to get Rich back on just to, you know, just kind of to recap the launch and, you know, how I got started and everything like that. But for this episode, um, I, I, I really want to just take some time and talk about because I, I, I appreciate the things that you're doing like as far as you know grunge cake and just building that brand because I know it wasn't easy for you to to do um so just tell us a bit about um okay so we know grunge cake a lot of people may not be familiar with um what that particular brand is and, and what you do so just give us like a, a little uh recap if you will okay so it started out as a print publication 
organization, and over the years, we've been digital. Um, it also is now, it functions more as like content creation, um, creative agency. I'm doing a lot of creative direction for other people, other artists, other entities, businesses. Um, I've, I also, like from the beginning of time, like before like the magazine was even a thing, I've just always been passionate about helping new artists and new businesses get some light shown on us. So, yeah been doing that for quite some time um, I'm still doing that and now I'm like <laughs> I understand like I'm conscious of what I'm doing um, before I'm just kind of like oh yeah you know I really like this person or their music or you know like what they stand for in their business or their products you know let me tell more people about it and it just so happens that those people were um, people in the media who could actually do something and, and, and take whatever this new thing is and actually make it a thing. Yeah. Um, so I think in the beginning, I didn't really understand my power. Um, I, I think, I, I don't know, because I knew what was going to happen if I told, you know, whoever yeah. about it. But it wasn't like, oh, yeah, you know, like I'm going to do this magnificent thing or I'm going to be able to change somebody's life through it. I don't think I was really... Um, Right. There. <laughs> you know what you I'm wouldn't saying? think it. Yeah, so you wouldn't like five years down the line, you were just right there, you know, just kind of create. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I know, like. No, no. <laughs> I think you really don't understand it until, like, you're being misused. And then others are like, do you realize what you just did for that person? And, you know, like, so then it's like, oh, wow, okay. You know, then it just kind of like wakes you up. Yeah, yeah, no. on a on a different level. Yeah, because I mean, when you, you know, especially when you start out as a anybody that's doing like you know something that they're passionate about. You know, you I don't know. Most of the times, you kind of start stuff as a hobby, and you you know, and yeah. you don't feel as as good as maybe a, a a complex magazine or the fader or just whatever it is that we sometimes compare ourselves up to, like the the bigger brands and names and things like that. But Really, that's never supposed to be the purpose. You know, you you work within what you're yeah. comfortable with with creating. And one of the things I appreciate about you is like you like the evolution of grunge cake. I remember that first website. You know, the one the <laughs> the, the and I was like, I would like go back every couple of months. I'm like, Rich, why do you keep changing the site? Like, cause there there was a time frame where you just kept changing and updating. And I was like, okay, she must be finding her groove. You know, she's finding her voice. Yes. You know, she's um, getting everything together, which is perfect because some, you know, you you have to do that. You definitely yeah. have to do yeah, that. I was learning 
out the code. And it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to update it live. Like, it is what it is. Like, even when I, I made printed the first publication, in it was like, yo, like, go through this thing. And there was a page there that told the readers, like, if you see any things that need to be edited, like, put it right down in there. Like, I'm not perfect. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Like, and I, I, I'm always the person that I, I feel like time is, like, escaping me or I don't have a lot of it. Like, because I'm just so, like, anxious and excited to, to try things and, and do things. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't have the time to run a business and, and support and help all of these people and, you know, create a website. Like, I have to do it all while it's happening. Like, it's mobile. It's now. Like, yeah. <laughs> in your face. That's true. That's true. And speaking of, I, I want to kind of uh, go a little bit deeper into the the time, like you just mentioned, you know, not having enough time and always feeling anxious and, and having to move, move, move and get things done. So, um, like, what are you doing to kind of counteract that? Like, you know what I mean? Cause especially with being in the entertainment industry, I mean, you're in New York, you know, for God's sake. Yeah. So, so I know that that's a busy time. I know. Um, and I remember like, there's yeah. been some weeks for you to where you were, uh, that was earlier this year. Uh, come to think of it, to where you were hopping from event to event to event to event, uh-huh. you know, in and out the Ubers or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, how do you like? How are you? Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm surprised you didn't have stock in the in the company by that by that time. <laughs> right. 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 So, how are you balancing that? Like, how do you? How are you managing, you know, as, as far as um, having all these things? Because there's a lot more. See, we haven't even touched the surface of, of, of a lot of the things that you're involved in. We're just talking about grunge cake right now. But um, right. what are you doing for your mental, you know, for the sanity part of everything that's going on? Uh, well, um, since 2015, like, I've gotten a shrink or a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, and... For me, it really helped because I saw myself saying this to a lot of people who um, either are in the business or in, aren't in the business. Like, I'm someone that deals with so many different personalities on a day-to-day basis, um, personally and professionally. And then, a lot of the times, like, I have a lot of highs and lows. Yeah. And whenever I find myself trying to speak to someone about it, um, be it, like, a friend that's not in the business or like a family member or maybe like um, a significant other, they don't, they can't really grasp what I'm saying. Like they love me um, or, you know, they want to be there for me and support me, but they don't really understand what I'm saying and they can't really feel what I'm feeling. So while it's good to to speak to these people that are in your life, I think it's, it's always good to have somebody that's neutral of it and they're not responding based on how they feel about you specifically. Like, they are, like, literally just taking what you say at face value and based on, like, their professional level, they're giving it back to you. You know what I'm saying? And allowing you to to see what it is that you're saying and feeling with clarity Um, and not from a place of, oh, you know, this is my daughter or this is my sister. You know what I'm saying? That's a different kind of thing. It's, It's a bias there, respectfully. Um, so I've I've been doing that and my outlet also is writing. So anytime that I'm 
feeling in a jam or there's something that I want to say that may not be heard with, like, the right intention or the right ear, I just write it down, like, to, to let it go from my mind. And as far as, like, hopping around and, and balance, I don't really know um, what balance really is. I know that when I'm not working, I feel like I'm stagnant. Yeah. Like, and it's not a good feeling for me. So I guess in the same way um, that an addict is, you know, they need this thing, like, that is, like, synonymous to a drug. Um, And by no means am I, like, glorifying drugs or anything like that. (laughs) Of course not. But, you know, it's it's very similar in that way. Like, I, I, I do what I love. So, you know, when you're doing what you love, you don't really think about it like, okay, yeah, this is work time and then this is um, personal time or, like, social time. All of it has been all in one for me. I don't really... If I do self-care, it's because either I'm on a vacation and it was paid for through my work. Yeah. Yeah. Naturally, I just want to go and, like, if I'm in a new land, it's like, why not seize the opportunity to try and go connect with the people that are in the business on that side of the world. Mm. Like, that's how I'm always thinking. I'm always thinking about new ways to connect and, like, make sense of what it is that I'm doing. Yeah, I think you do a great job of it. I mean, that's that's one of the things I've always admired about you is that, uh, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, sometimes we see only certain aspects of people um, and, you know, and especially like even sometimes when we're close to people, like I I think you and I have a, a pretty good relationship to where I I believe I know, oh, okay, Richardine is good. Okay, maybe she, you know, maybe she's not good this day or whatever. You know, when you when you try to find balance and just try to figure out um, the different phases that people are going through. And I, I want to backtrack a bit because you mentioned something that was interesting when you when you were talking about, you know, just like how the, the drug addicts, they, they have to do the drugs and things like that. And to me, that's, it sounds more like um, when you get into like a habit, even if, you know, habits are good and bad, right? So you got the, the yeah. habits that are not so good. So I know with you, like balancing, you have to be social, you know, because just yeah. based off of your career uh, field and, and the things that you're involved with, you you have to be social. So when it comes to like social media, especially because that's, you know, they compare that to like being addicted to, you know, <laughs> you're addicted to social. So like, when you when you're you're working within the industry that requires you to be social and you you are on social media, what are you doing to de- decompress and detach? Like, how do you make sure that that's not a part of your life as a and, and just keeping that um, you know based based on like the career or the work that you do? Because sometimes you know you get those personal comments or you get those people that don't like you know this or that or whatever sort of. Um, thing that you've written or whatever, but how how do you balance that to make sure that that's not interfering and um, intruding on your the mental side as well? Well, you know, I thank God that I was born the year that I was born because I feel like I'm <laughs> right. one of the last people or or from the last generation who kind of had that dichotomy of like, okay, yeah, you grew up on a computer, but it was before like the internet boom and, like, the social media phenomenon, so you still know how to, like, conduct yourself and be social, like, without those things, and you know what it is to to come up and actually go outside and seek someone 
to to have a conversation or like to to start a, a relationship with someone like that kind of stuff is still a norm. So like for me, like when when I don't, I think that the way that I process social media is very different than someone who is much younger than I am. Like when I'll post whatever I post. And then I could turn it off and yeah, then yeah. go do whatever. Like when it's for me, when it's time to go to sleep, it's time to go to sleep. Yeah, like, right. I don't watch television. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I remember saying something to somebody on on social media because this is when I went through the whole thing with the police and my family, and I was trying yeah. to make sense of what was going on because after that, like my mind was just very like gray and like cloudy. Like I didn't understand what was going on, and um, those were definitely symptoms of depression like kicking in like not really understanding what happened to us and trying to seek some sort of like answers and when I was putting that on online and I'm asking questions and speaking to um Sean King he emailed me and um he basically he told me what how difficult it would be basically to combat the police and what had happened and I was like, okay, this is somebody who knows what they're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke to lawyers and all that other stuff, and, you know, they, they all told me the same thing. And feeling defeated, you know what I'm saying, but also understanding the climate of where we are and where we live and who we are, you know, as black people and especially a black woman, I was like, okay, you know, like, I'm going to chalk this up and take it as an experience. And through my writing maybe I'll be able to speak for other people. Um, yeah. And then when I did that, I don't know if you were able to see it, but I did write about it on the website. Yeah, and so many yeah. people started, like, hitting me up on Instagram and, like, sending me emails and saying, oh, I went through this also, and you're so brave to talk about it. You know? Like, like we can't even believe that happened to you, and you're so strong, this and that. And, that. and I'm like, I don't know if I'm strong, like, how yeah. you're perceiving me to be. Because I definitely had that moment of confusion also. Um, but to answer your question, though, because, I mean, even when I, I um, posted about that on social media, there was people, I guess, like Sean King hecklers and his haters, and was, like, saying some stuff like, oh, you don't watch Law & Order? And I was like, no, yeah, I don't that watch crazy. TV. I, yeah. I work with the people that are on TV. So there's, like, I don't... <laughs> right, I'm not in it, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm on the back end. It's okay, like... And they felt like I was being shoddy, and I was like, yeah, like, here I am in a moment of distress trying to understand myself as a human being and what happened to to my family and I, and you're hitting me up talking about, oh, don't you watch Law & Order? Like, yeah. excuse me? But then when you clap back, it's a problem. I don't know. Like, yeah. social media, you got to know, like, you have to, first and foremost, it's important to know who you are, right? Oh, yeah, like, definitely. I'm in my 30s, so I know who I am. Thank God. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> right. Older than me that don't, they don't have it together. Right. So I'm not right. saying age is maturity or any of that. Um, but I know who I am. So there's nothing anyone can say to me on social media or in person, for that matter, that's going to deter me. Like, it's not going to make me feel any less than who I am. Unless I'm out there doing foolishness and I'm not being myself, my authentic self. And yeah. then I'm playing myself. So if somebody could come and say something, then I'd be like, damn, yeah, I really played myself. Yeah, you play, exactly. Yeah, you know you, you know? yeah, you're right, you're right. I mean, I and and to speak on your your point about the the situation, I know you had, 
you know, when I, because I know you had just gotten back from the, was it the Grammys? The Grammy Awards? Was, yeah. Yeah, some awards. And then I read, I'm like, I'm hearing this this little buzz about um, the the whole the cop situation and and I don't know like if you want to share that you you, you can but I, to me when I was reading yeah. the article and what happened and you were talking about how you were you know putting cuffs and you know just all unexpected and just like the miss the, the identity like just 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 a whole scheme of everything it the winter it was winter time you know <laughs> and I'm like yeah. it was vulnerable to me I, I was like man I can't even believe that you um but but I but I know that you are that type of person that does not mind sharing those experiences just so that you can you know um, possibly help somebody else. But I was like, man, that's that's real cool that you would be able to share that story because uh, it's happened to other people, but yeah. never in a yeah, thousand I years. Yeah, yeah I, I that was so crazy. Friends of mine also that I didn't even know like that happened to them, and I found out after I wrote what I wrote, and I was like, my gosh. Like yeah. it's, it's, I realize that it's a thing that people don't like to talk about. Yeah, well, I tell you what, Richard, um, do do this um, for the for the people because I know we we probably lost some people. So, uh, guys, apologies. Um, give 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 us a give us a recap of the, what this situation, what what we're, what we're talking about, um, just so okay. that they just to shed light on how this is leading to to what we're talking about now. Okay, so um, at the top of the year. Um, as Keisha mentioned, you know, I was hopping around. We did events for, um, well, we had an event for New Year's Eve um, in Atlanta. Then after that, we ended up going to do events all week um, for Super Bowl. And then after that, we were going to the Grammys for the first time in Los Angeles. So I was all over the place. Yeah. And um, after the Grammys, I flew back to um, New York, and I was going to stay out there, or I think I was going to go to Houston. I was going to go elsewhere, but something was just like, go home. So I went home. I think, I think I don't know, maybe my mom was sick or something. And so I decided to just come home. I came home, and I can't even tell you what, what day. It was. The Grammys was on the third, I believe, on a Sunday. Yeah. And then I came back, um, I, I want to say like two days after that, maybe a day after that. And then that weekend is when the police came to our house. So just imagine coming from like... <laughs> a high. Know, celebrating. Like yeah. Like, yeah, a, a high. Exactly. A high, a professional high. We went to the Grammys for the first time. We've been working in an industry for over a decade and like you are finally starting to get like top tier like recognition right and being invited to things then you come back home and home is home right it's not the Grammys. um so the the day before i would say friday um i had to come home so i was still jet lagging i was sleeping apparently the police had come to my house and they were looking to arrest my nephew's friend. Um, I learned later on that my nephew went to go pick him up from work and to bring him by our house. This is my nephew's childhood friend. Um, yeah. They were in a musical group together when they were children. And um, so, you know, if somebody comes to your house, you're not thinking 
any of that. And as far as I knew, he didn't display any, like, criminal behavior that mm-hmm. I knew about. But then, teacher, you also know me. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, hi. And then I'm, like, off doing whatever I'm doing. I'm not really interacting with people yeah. in the way that normal people would do. Because um, when I'm doing my work, I'm doing my work. So they came to the house. They arrested him. And um, so they were just still in front of the house. So later on, I learned that they stayed at our house because they didn't have a search warrant and they needed a search warrant to come into our our home. Mm. Um, So they stayed there from the afternoon up until about 9 o'clock in the morning when they broke down the door. So members of my family tried to leave the house to go to the store, you know, to, to do regular things, and the police were advising them not to leave the house. And I was hearing this from my window, like, so anyway, um, I was in my bedroom, I was texting a group of friends, like, saying, like, yo, this is really freaking me out, I still have the text messages, um, I don't know what's going on, taking video, you know, putting it on Instagram, stories showing the cops outside, showing them um, pointing a flashlight in my room, and um, it was just all very weird. We asked questions, they wouldn't answer. So I just it was weird. I'm like, well, I'm like, to my knowledge, you know, like, I don't know what's going on with weird behavior. I know the climate of, like, what's happening in America to black people. This is very weird. Um, I am who I am in the entertainment industry, but I don't know much about law and law enforcement and, and rights and all that stuff. So yeah. I'm texting people and trying to find out, you know, if what's going on is normal. And they were like, well, we don't know, but we're going to look into it. So I go to sleep, wake up, the police are still there. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I so, yeah, they break down the door. I'm hearing them screaming, yelling downstairs. I'm on the second floor. And I'm in my room. I'm not even fully dressed. I'm getting going to my phone to call my best friend, Bobby, that was in, that's in Denver. And as, as soon as I press the phone, because I'm like, they're in my house. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. now, because I was texting him. The night before, I'm like, now they're in my house, and I don't know what's going on. Like, when they bust down the door, they never said they had a search warrant. We ne- I kept asking to see the warrant. They never showed us the warrant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So they, they got me in my bedroom. I'm asking questions. They're yelling at me. They're behaving like I'm resisting. You're in my house. I'm not closed. I don't know what's going on. Right. Nobody can explain anything. Members of my family are telling me to be quiet. I'm like, no. Listen, these police are going to do whatever it is that they want to do because they've showed us that over and over, time and time again. But I'm going to ask questions. I'm not just going to allow somebody to come in the house and take complete control of what's going on here and not ask questions. Right, yeah. So that happened, yeah, and I'm true. so I'm I'm completely confused. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Right. It's a lot. And right. it's, it's within those moments, you're thinking like, yo, 
You don't know what happened, right, right. You don't you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't even know if you're gonna make it towards the end of the day or not. You don't you have no idea. So I'm like, you know what? Me being who I am, I'm gonna ask questions. Right. Yeah. And I know that. Yeah. And and, well, I tell you what, it you definitely ask questions and you also created a conversation online, which um, we're going to jump into your the content creation and and your Mm -hmm. storytelling ability here in a bit. Because um, when I saw that article, I was like, wait a minute. I thought you, you know, <laughs> didn't you just come from the yeah. grave? Like, I'm trying to, you know, process what was going on, but exactly. But I know when you put it out there, a lot of people were reacting. That's why I was like, okay, I know she, you know, so it, it, it took me some time to really catch up to um, the drama of what was happening because initially I was thinking, okay, well, maybe, you know, they, you know, they went in and it was the wrong person and they left out. But when you started getting, you know, when I started getting the gist of what happened, I was just, I was just floored. But, um, you put that story online, okay? You mm-hmm. you you start you know you you having these conversations with Sean King and other people who um who are testifying like that that it, it happened to them as well. So mm-hmm. this this is a part of who you are. Like I've always known you to um, take these experiences and create um you know you you express what it means to you you know and not necessarily to um for a prize or anything, but I think that. Um, just kind of getting people involved in these conversations and letting them know your experiences really helps uh, other people talk about them. So let's talk about yeah. your, how do you, how do you see yourself like as a content creator or storyteller or or if you see yourself as one at all, like how do you, um, how would you say you got started or how did you, uh, I don't even know the right question to ask, but I think you know what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. how did you uh, yeah. get so involved with that? I've always had, like, the passion for writing since I was a child. Um, so but I realized that my writing style was special or the things that I was saying was relatable to people when I was in school. I had um, amazing, like, English teachers, and they, they would see the things that I wrote, and they're just like, wow, like, you're really bright. I wasn't much of a talker yeah. when I got to junior high school. Like, I was very chatty when I was in elementary school. And I, I'll get, um, I'll get a report card. And on a report card, my sixth grade report card, just with sixth grade, Miss um, Johnson, um, she's like, yeah, your daughter's great, but, you know, <laughs> she, she talks a lot. <laughs> she doing too much chatting, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, she chats too much, but that's because, like, I'll get my work done. <laughs> Before she's even done, I'll copy whatever down, and it's like, okay, I have nothing to do. So oh my gosh. I'm like idle, and now I'm getting in trouble because I'm chatty. And I, I think now that I'm saying it, I think that's why I love to work because if I'm idle, I get into things. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, you know, and being from like inner city, like urban, there's so many things to get into. And I just don't want to be like, I don't want to be that person. Like, yeah. I've definitely been that person, and I know what the end result is, and I just, I refuse for that to be um, my happy ending, so to speak, or my demise. Like, yeah. um, I would rather be the person that tells stories, whether it be it my own or someone else's, um, 
then to, to, to do other things that really, that other, that, you know, I don't want to end up on the news and then they're telling my story. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, we don't, we don't. Be... <laughs> hey, you know, no, no, we don't want to do that. And I think um, those people, respectfully, though, that do make it on the news, you know, some of those people that I've, I've grown up with and that unfortunately had to, to take a different road in life, I know how to tell their stories because not only did I grow up with them, but I was them. Yeah. So I was able to show the human side, you know, like the, the to always be honest, but to also tell the story to them so people can also see why they ended up that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because maybe like economic disadvantages and they couldn't be children anymore. They had to go hustle to make ends meet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. their mom. It's just, it's, it's so, it's so layered, but like, that's what I did. I, I, anytime I had a problem, I would write and it really, it started to become stronger in junior high school because a lot of my friends or my closest friends, they were murdered broad daylight and I was going to funerals and I was young. Oh, wow. So now yeah. as an adult, I can see like how that, you know what I'm saying? Like post-traumatic stress, yeah. Stress, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, I didn't know what that stuff was. Just kind of, it's like normalized, and that's just life as you know it. You don't know anything else. So mm-hmm. I, I took to writing. I, um, and then one of the teachers, Miss uh, Jennifer Moser, she would kill me because I, I always call her Miss, and she's like, stop calling me Miss. That's too funny. Moser. But uh, she saw she saw the talent in me, and she told me about a, a program that was happening at the Studio Museum in Harlem, and um, another one that was happening on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, and um, it was called uh, I want to say Urban Urban po- no uh, like a poetry what plan something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Youth Speak. It was called Youth Speak, and then I think it changed its name to Urban Word, and um. You could go there and write, and then they had a lot of, like, teens that were, like, slamming. And I, I wasn't as, like, expressive as I am now. Um, so when I did read my poems, I was just kind of, like, just reading them to read them, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, like, I wasn't really, like, connected. Just to say to you did work. it, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, performance-wise. Yeah. And hella nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know what yeah, you mean. But, I mean. I know what yeah, you mean. Yeah, and, like, you. You were a creative writer, like, and I will argue or debate anybody down. Like, I used to do that a lot with teachers in class, and, you know, they'll, they'll teach us one way, and I'm like, well, what about this? And they'll get angry. So <laughs> anybody that knows me at that time, they know I used to get kicked out of class. Right. Of one of those um, types of students, right. Yeah. We're going to need you to stand outside. <laughs> yeah, I didn't talk much. Now, like when I did talk, it was like, okay, well, that's cool, but what about this? And it would grind their gear because then I'm making their job harder. Mm. Cool, you know? Um, so that's why I, I, I feel like that's, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to tell people's stories. And even when I write music reviews, it's not really about what the person is selling, so to speak in a traditional format, it's, I talk about how it makes me feel. Yeah. And that's why people continue to send their music to me and they want me 
to just write about it. Like, I, I have contributors, but, like, they'll be like, no, we want you to write yeah, it. I'm like, right. that is, like, that yeah. is defeating the purpose. Like, yeah. I'm not ever going to grow. Like, no, because you're a writer. Look, you you are a writer and a storyteller, and I know that to be truth. I, I'm Real quick, I'm going to all right, so a few years back, I, I remember when you, um, you were down here in Houston. You had just come from South oh, by South, man. and you that was that was a that was a great injustice that happened at all in Austin. And you and I was like, okay, you were just I, I just remember looking at you like you you were just like so bent on getting that story told. You were gonna get it out there. You were gonna stand your ground. And I was like, you are you gonna publish that? You was like, you was like, yeah, I'm. I'm publishing, you know, I am going to, I am sending this all over, you know, it was, it, it was, it was just, um, it was, it was funny, but it was also, I know it was serious business for you for the situation that, that happened, but I was just like, uh, I was undone because you were just so adamant on getting that story out. You didn't give a damn like who, what, when, where, you just knew that you were going to write that story and then you published it. And I was, I was, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm goodness, right? You know, she uh, she went all out and she just put this, you know, put the situation on blast. But I think that um, I think that's one of the things that make people. Uh, well, that's that's one of the reasons why people gravitate to you because you're not afraid to to just say it and just put it in perspective. So I definitely love that about um, what you're doing. And speaking of the things that you're doing, tell us like what. Let, let's do a year in review. I know you had like a, a great. Um, 2019, and I know you have some wonderful things coming up for 2020. Um, so just yeah. kind of tell us what you got going, and then we're gonna. I want to get your your take on some inspirational stuff too before we wrap up. Okay. Um. Well, I've been able to work with some magnificent artists, like new artists. Like there's one actually in Houston. Her name is Mikkel Rose. She makes like dance music that's like soul driven really good. I know her, yeah. I know exactly, yeah. Yeah, she's um, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, yeah, she, she's hot. She, she's a, she's a, I, I like, I have, um, I haven't been to one of her live sets, but I know she does R&B. Um, and actually, I met her, um, at one of the, the fitness gyms, but yeah, she, she's, she's great. I, I, yeah, she's, she's good. Small world. Small world, yeah. No! Yeah. That's what you gonna be so happy to hear that. Yeah, Mitch, tell her, tell her. She knows, she knows who I am. She, she knows. We, That's we run a, some of the same circles, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Okay, and then also, um, a young man named Nick Pratt that I like over the years. Um, his music was submitted to me uh, when I was working with Respect Magazine. Oh yeah. And um, DJ enough. And I really liked his, like, Southern Droll. And he recently uh, teamed up with a producer, and they have a group called The Slab. Um, so he just released his project. And so we're, we're working on that. And then there's another guy named uh, Lucky Sevens from Buffalo. He, he's um, friends with the Griselda guys, the Conway the Machine and... Um, uh, Benny the Butcher and all these guys that mm-hmm. like recently signed deals with um, Rock Nation and Shady Records, so they're like huge like Buffalo um, yeah. and I'm just I mean it's it's been it's been really amazing this year. Like I mean outside of the stuff that happened with the police, it just made me like 
I just, I think I had more time. This is what I'm going to say to you. Because this is like, it, I just had like a aha moment. Okay, let's and see. About balance, right? So here's, yeah. here's what I'll say. Like every time that I've tried to have a little bit more, like to doubt a little bit more like personal time or like to, to try to separate things, yeah. it's like, the universe or, or God is like oh you know. man that's my love I love that yes oh you know what let me let me hush because we'll we'll go into uh, a conversation about the cosmos the cosmos and all this all this other metaphysical stuff so let me you do that's your thing teacher every time I'm very stubborn right in my personal life I'm very stubborn and I know that about myself and but then the other thing about it is because of
then it's good. If it's something that you're going to regret later on, or if this is like a mistake that you've made with somebody that you love, then, you know, you, you, this definitely applies to you. You need to take time to um, know what it is that you want to say. Like when people are sharpening knives, you know, and they're doing that with the precision. Yeah, yeah. Like, know that, like, when you when you throw that knife or when you, you shoot that arrow. That's it. You know, yes. And, um, you know, because sometimes you can take a lifetime trying to correct that wrong. And, you know, sometimes people won't forgive you. Yeah. And then you have to live with that. So that's what I would say. Well, that's definitely news that we can use. I mean, uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a difficult one. Sometimes, you know, we we forget that we need to to be mindful and think about things before we move. But um, I'm definitely gonna carry that into the remainder of this. Like I said, 2019, 2020 is coming up, uh, which we, we will have, I guess, be listening to this um, by that time. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> all right. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, right, I'm ready. I'm ready. You have to let me know when you're back in the area so we can go and celebrate the New Year in style. We got to do something. Um, Indeed. I was going to be down here for Christmas, but I'll... <laughs> it's going to be a New Year. Okay, well, I'm going to hold you to it. Uh, if not South by Southwest, I'll definitely be looking forward to, uh, to seeing you soon. So, Rich... Let us know where we can find you online, social media handles, websites, all that other good stuff. If anybody wants to connect with you and learn more about what you have going, um, please drop all that information. Okay. You can find me on Twitter at Bayan, T-H-E-Y-A-N-S. You can find me on Instagram at Barti. that's R-I-C-H-A-R-D-I-N-E, B as in boy, A-R-T-E-E. Uh, you can visit my website at grunchcake.com, G-R-U-N-G-E-C-A-K-E.com. Um, check it out. Uh, learn more about new artists and businesses, music news, all that good stuff. And be on the lookout for my book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, okay. We got to, okay. So we got to have you back for the book too. Okay. Okay. We'll include that with the next one. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, not a problem. Looking forward to, to touching base with you soon, Rich. So you take care. All right, guys, Richard Dean Barti, CEO, founder of Grunge Cake. We'll talk to you soon, Rich. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.